This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hi, my name is Jason. And my name is Chris. And this is The Talking Dead, episode number 241, recorded Wednesday, November 18th, 2015. Surprise, 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 we are here. We are here. We made it. We managed to get things together and record a feedback show, even though I was pretty sure I wouldn't be able to do it. But uh, we got into the MRI place, the hospital. Yep. And uh, we're back, and I had to drive my parents home, who were babysitting. And nice. Now it's uh, almost eleven o'clock, and we're recording a podcast. So, and I managed to stay up, and it's so far past my bedtime. <laughs> you managed to stay awake. I think yeah. if we'd gone much longer than this, you probably would have gone to bed. No, I, I can, uh, I can suck it up. <laughs> suck it I'm up. Actually, a time. better programmer when I'm tired. Oh yeah, yeah. Tired and running on coffee. Yeah, I'm a, and a better performer too. I've always always performed better either when I'm extremely tired and or extremely hungover. Right. Well, if you're going to start a band again, you got to start not sleeping and drinking too much. Yeah, you can't just practice the music part. You have to practice everything. <laughs> you have to practice the lifestyle part. That's right. Because <laughs> what are you going to do when you get on stage? You're going to be drunk, and uh, then if you're not you're not used to it, not used to performing drunk, then well, you're going to screw up. Yeah, that really, it makes a lot of sense. You got to put yourself in the scenario that you will be performing and therefore doing your best. Exactly. All right. Well, who knows what that means for this podcast, because we are not in our uh, normal scenario for this recording uh, being so late and all, but we are here to read some feedback about the latest episode of The Walking Dead. So let's, uh, let's go right into it. Sure. Listener feedback. So just so everyone knows, if there is a little bit less than usual this week, that's only because I didn't have much time today to go back in and read through all the email and organize it and stuff. So most of this came in yesterday, um, but uh, we'll just see what happens, see how it goes. Our first email comes from that guy in Wainwright, Alberta, Canada. All right. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe there only is one guy in Wainwright. I don't know. I don't even not not even sure where Wainwright, Alberta is, but uh, he must be that guy. He sure is. Well, that guy says it's been a while since we have been given any good storyline for Daryl's character. And I think this episode was great for him. The storyline with Abraham and Sasha, however, could have been completely removed and I would have been fine with it. The best part of their story, the best parts of their story were Abraham's comments about having an itchy ass, shoving feet up asses. And any other ass comments, as he is prone to say. <laughs> oh, man, that is begging for an Abraham ass mashup. Like a, like a, uh, a not a mashup, sort of a, a montage? A montage, an ass montage. A compilation, ass compilation? Yeah. <laughs> Itchy ass, shoving itself up <laughs> its own ass. Yeah, he yeah. he enjoys those sorts of phrases. Uh, even though I thought his his dialogue was pretty terrible in this it last episode, ass. it was totally ass. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, next we have uh, Travis in Ozark, Missouri. Holy crap, did you see the amazing stealth truck that can apparently drive through the woods without making a sound? Daryl is supposed to be some sort of mystical redneck woodsman that can lure armed men into the jaws of a zombie with a shake of his stick, but he can't hear a giant truck rumbling through the bush until it's almost it, until it almost runs him over. Yeah, so that truck, I mean, we mentioned it on Monday, right? But that whole scene didn't play out for me. I didn't quite understand the geography of the scene. It seemed like the the guys, uh, Wade and his crew, were much closer to yeah. Daryl and Dwight and those guys. Um, but then they were able to just kind of run away with nobody seeing them. So it, they didn't really position everyone or, or portray where everyone's position was very well. Well, Wade and the truck seems so close because uh, Daryl is some kind of mystical woodsman and we got his perspective and he's got supervision. So he can probably see like three kilometers through the woods. And uh, he heard that truck from uh, from a very far off distance. Maybe he was the only one that heard the truck and everybody else didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, but I mean, well, sure. Superpowers aside, <laughs> um, <laughs> Dwight and, you know, Dwight was yelling at Wade. And I mean, they were yeah. yelling, so they they might not have been that close, but you'd think they were within eye shot of each other, yeah. right? No, it was, I, I agree with you, it was a bit off. It, it was something just off about it altogether. Um, but yeah, I mean, the truck just kind of pulls up and then it, it inches forward a little bit more and it, it doesn't look like a truck that size would be able to drive through a forest where there didn't seem to be any any even like path type roads, you know? Yeah, so. Maybe it was a cardboard cutout of a truck and it was just four guys behind there going, rain, rain. <laughs> Make they, a noise. They just needed to give the impression of a truck for That's uh, right, yeah. to intimidate people. Yeah, it's just intimidation. <laughs> they sneak up with the with the big cardboard cutout and then they hold it up and go, <laughs> rain, scare people. Well, that must have been it. That must have been it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Angie. Longtime listener in Birmingham writes, The way they shot Wade was exactly the same way they shot the Claimers in episode 411. It worked a lot better then, in my opinion, probably because not only can Andy outact every single person that was in this episode without opening his mouth, but we were invested in Rick. We don't really care about Dwight. This episode, whilst okay and ultimately important in the grand scheme of the story, promised a lot with the promos and failed to deliver. I've never seen so many people online dissatisfied with Daryl. Once they said, if Daryl dies, we riot. Now people are questioning how much time he has left on the show. Because if he can't deliver in an episode like this, what does uh, he have left to offer? The one thing that stood out about this episode is... We have now seen all of the scenes from the Comic-Con trailer. That leads me to think they purposely chose to omit scenes from the last two episodes before the mid-season finale for the sole reason they're going to be fucking epic. All right. <laughs> That's true. I hope so. I really hope we get two fucking epic scenes or uh, episodes next week and the week after. That would really make me happy and maybe make up for the last couple of episodes. Yeah, I uh, I still am holding out hope that all of this uh, all of this buy-in that we've been doing over the last number of weeks will eventually pay off. You know, the only thing is maybe they withheld scenes from those episodes, or maybe when they cut the trailer, they just hadn't filmed them yet. Yeah, they, that, that could be too. Just, you know, we haven't gotten there. We don't have anything. Yeah. So we'll just 
use these ones for the footage. Yeah. So just for fun, though, after I read Angie's email last night, I went back and I watched the Comic-Con trailer. Right. Which is something we've talked about doing before, but never really got around to doing. Sort of when you've seen the whole season, go back and watch the trailer and see, you know, point out all the creative editing and see what they put out of order and stuff like that. Right. So I did that and it was it was really fun. I think there was one scene in the trailer that we haven't seen yet, but I could be wrong. So you correct me if I am. There's a part where we see Morgan on a porch talking to Deanna, and he says, I know, Rick, we can stop him. We have to. Do you remember the scene in the trailer? I vaguely remember the scene in the trailer. I'm trying to place it in this season so far, and I don't think we've seen that scene. I don't think so either. It obviously is in Alexandria. It seems... It seems like it could have come early on, like maybe in the first episode, um, but or the second one. I mean, I'm I get I, I'm already getting them confused because we ju- we've jumped around in time so much, um, or at least within the same couple of days. But they've sort of shown things out of order, right? Um, but uh, I think that was the one we hadn't seen. But I'm sure if if we have and we've forgotten, someone will correct us. Um, but other things I noticed that were interesting about the trailer is you see the scene with Aaron standing in front of the wall where they're writing dead people's names on the wall behind him. Yep. And Glenn's name is there already. Really? <laughs> it, and we missed that? Well, it's not, I mean, it's there, but they, 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 it's so out of focus that there's no way you could tell what it is without knowing that it's there. Right. So. Again, I don't remember if in the actual episode it was so out of focus or they just did that for the trailer or if there is a scene from that episode where it's really in the background out of focus and then it comes into focus later on. Um, But you can see Nicholas and you can see like G-L-E-N-N or at least uh, five letters that really look like it starts with a G. So it's definitely there. It's just we had no idea. What other names start with G? Gordon? Yeah, but it's the last one on the second column, right? Right at the yeah. bottom. It's in the same position. So um, that's it. Which, anyways, I thought that was cool that they like just threw it right in our face and nobody had any idea, right? That Glenn right. was going to be fake killed in an episode. Geoffrey? Versus a G. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> I'm sure you can think of a few more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the one other thing I noticed is that the stuff they showed with Daryl, which remember they grouped right at the end, um, similar to what they did with Beth the year before, um, all that stuff was so just out of context and out of order. Like, it's no wonder that nobody could predict what was happening. Yeah. You know, they show the last shot of the trailer was the scene where uh, Daryl has just stolen uh, the duffel bag with his crossbow and the insulin in it. And he gets to that spot just before, um, just before the zombie comes to attack him and he has to get it out of that. And, uh, you know, it just, it was totally meaningless out of context within that trailer. Um, and I guess you could argue that it was sort of meaningless in the episode too, (laughs) or at least executed poorly, but, uh, I don't know. It was, it was fun to watch that and think about, you know, everything we know now versus what we did back then and we were trying to decipher it, so. I should go back and watch it. That sounds like an interesting uh, thing to do. It, it was kind of fun, and I think from now on, moving forward, I might do that, and uh, maybe, yeah, maybe we should both do it and just see how wrong we were. Or, you know, watch the trailer after every episode. 
well, you could actually, you could do that and just pick out the little bits that make sense or didn't make sense or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of fun. That sounds like a good idea. All right. Next we have Eric in Saskatoon. I'm starting to get a little tired of this type of episode. I think they're called bottle episodes. With some creative editing, they could have merged the last three or four episodes together. Then we could get a bit of every cast member in each episode. These episodes are starting to get a bit boring. Honestly, isn't Rick the main character? I think he was only in three of the last six episodes, not to mention a lot of the other cast members only get scene time in one or two episodes. I hope they don't get paid per episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they get paid pretty well regardless. Um, but... That's sort of, yeah, I, I've sort of been feeling this way too, at least having the characters only appear, you know, in an episode and then not the next two. And then they're in the next one and stuff like that. For some reason, it, I prefer to get a little bit of everybody in yeah. each one. Well, it's hard to stay invested in the, you know, the, in the whole cast when you get these just individual little bottle episodes with you know, smaller sets of cast members. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's hard to maintain your concern for Rick uh, when, you know, he's only in three of the last six episodes. I mean, Glenn, we're, we're, we're worried about Glenn, but it's hard to maintain it. We haven't seen him for four episodes now or something like that. Yeah. And that's such a big thing, right? Like he might be torn apart. Um, I, Rick, you know, I don't find myself having too much trouble staying concerned for Rick, but he's like the only one because he is technically the main character. But like, think about it. You know, I was feeling like we hadn't seen Maggie in a long time. And then a few episodes go by and, you know, Carl, Carl hasn't done anything this season yet. He made a casserole. He got into uh, a slap fight. He got into a slap fight. Yeah. But he's done very little. And I'm starting to like wonder... You know, what's what's he doing? What's going on? And then think about um, Father Gabe. He hasn't even barely been in an episode this season. Yeah, Yeah, he's... (laughs) You know? Yeah, he's very low-key, I guess. I think he had one scene with Carl, remember? When he came up and he apologized. But that's it. And he hasn't even had much screen time. Not that I love that character or anything, but, you know, I wouldn't mind getting an update on what's going on. Yeah. So... It is a bit tough. I, I wonder if the second half of season uh, six will be different or they're going to, you know, keep them sort of separated as the offspring separated. said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the second half of the, uh, of the season, we'll get every character in every scene. Well, yeah. It's just going to be one conglomerate of all the cast members moving from location to location uh, in every scene. That'd be cool. Uh, well... That might be too much the other way. There's got to be a balance there in between somehow. It'd be like a parade. <laughs> yes, a, a, a non-zombie parade. Uh, yeah, a human parade. A human parade. You know what I saw on Facebook today? The human parade? No. I saw a picture of Keanu Reeves from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure looking like, like he just had his mind blown. Yeah. And the caption on the photo said something like, what if... Uh, what if it was only zombies and then suddenly there was a human apocalypse <laughs> or, you know, like well, that was a bit, that's a bit of a, a meme going on that picture of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, from yeah. And I tried watching Bill and Ted, uh, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, uh, a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago or so. I couldn't get all the way through it. What really? I thought that when I saw that movie years ago, I loved it. 
it was uh it was Bill and Ted looking at each other calling saying fag which really just offended me. I know it shouldn't but it did and I just I couldn't watch it anymore. Even once they did that. Even just as a joke in the name of comedy. Yeah, I I couldn't do it. I was just I mean I was on the edge anyway, but then they did that and I was just like I can't do it. I can't I can't keep watching this show. It's just not as good as I remember it. It's... I'm going to leave it in the realm of nostalgia. Yeah, so you just you can never go home, Jason. I know. I've got there's shows and movies that I refuse to watch because I would specifically want them to remain, you know, in a good place in my memory, and I yeah. don't want to ruin it because I know the shows were crappy. Well, we're gonna have to. Thirty years after The Walking Dead finishes, we're gonna have to come back to that and see if the same thing happens. It's a date. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, speaking of dates, our next email is from Michael in London. And Michael says, did not, uh, did this not seem like a huge episode of conveniences tonight? Not only did Abraham and Sasha come across the most unpopulated place ever, the only walker in the street was 500 meters away walking in the opposite direction. Uh, the only walker in the office was behind a locked and seemingly bulletproof glass room. And Abraham stumbled across some fresh cigars, a load of the rockets and the rocket launcher he needed, happened to be the only thing remaining on the fence when the walker fell off. The dude chasing Daryl and the Hanson tribute band got caught by the most <laughs> useless walker that was stuck behind a rock, and after losing everything, Daryl found a truck and conveniently pulled up outside the office and honked the horn for his pals to get a lift home. I know the group's luck hasn't been great, and they are due for a break, but six episodes of luck in one episode. Wow. Yeah, actually... Uh, Michael, you have a good point there. Just, there seems to be a lot of luck. I'm not quite under sure I understand the Hanson tribute band reference, though. Well, it wasn't Hanson. Uh, I know who Hanson is, but I'm not sure how that relates to. Uh, that's Mbop, right? Yeah, but I, what I was going to say is, aren't wasn't Hanson like two or three brothers? Yes, and they were like young blonde kids or something, right? Yeah, little, little blonde girls. That's right. Not girls, they're brothers. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then, I understand. Um, I mean, was Dwight and Sherry and Tina? I, I don't know. I, it's not like they were all boys. And they, were they all blonde? They might have been all blonde. All right, well, if they're the Hansons, that's that's fine. Or, sorry, Hanson. Yeah, the Hanson <laughs> brothers. Uh, Hanson tribute band. Anyways, yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah, a lot of coincidences. And a lot of luck. Yeah, especially for uh, for Abraham, I would say. Uh, but it still bugs me that they didn't kill the zombie that's in the office building. The one walking away down the street, I can I can live with that because, yes, he was far away and he was going the other direction. But the one in the building, it's right there. And you're it's the noise. I, you know, you can't you can't make that much noise just to get rid of a walker that's not any danger to oh, you. Yeah, but it is dangerous to you. You don't know if that wall's going to hold. If I mean, Sasha was going to go to sleep there. She sleeps, the you know, the walker gets out and she's done. I mean, you just don't take that kind of risk. How is he going to get out? We've we've I guess we've learned that uh zombies can break through melted glass, so I guess they could break through regular glass? I don't know. It's I'm just saying don't take any chances. Like rule number one in the zombie apocalypse is don't take chances. I thought it was cardio. Well, cardio. Uh, um, there's what are some of the other zombie land rules? I don't, I don't even know. Cardio. 
but I'm pretty sure one of them is don't Double take un, yeah, and then don't take unnecessary chances. Yeah, that's true. Even if it wasn't specifically said in that movie, I'm saying it right now. All right. Uh, I'm like, just open the door and kill the damn zombie in there. That's all. <laughs> all right. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Okay. I think the zombie's fine behind the glass. Well, you're nuts. You wouldn't survive very long at all. Oh, God, no. I wouldn't even get that far. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a, that's a for sure thing. All right, next we have Brian, uh, the Walking Dead Talk Through podcast. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that um, some people might wonder why, you know, I'm I'm so willing to mention another Walking Dead podcast. It's because we're all friendly and we're all in this together and I don't mind promoting other people's stuff because it's uh, it's cool. So if you want to check out Brian, it's the Walking Dead Talk Through podcast. Just go Google that and check it out. I wasn't wondering. Well, I'm talking to everyone but you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, so Brian writes, uh, let's assume that Glenn is under the dumpster. Glenn and Nicholas were trying to set a fire to draw the walkers, but they were unsuccessful. Now... Since he's surrounded, Glenn needs a diversion to get the walkers to move away. Enter Abraham, who has a rocket launcher and RPGs. Daryl has a gas truck. Does that not sound like the perfect ingredients to divert the walkers from Glenn and create the fire that Glenn wanted in the first place? I know that Norman Reedus said in interviews that the person on the walkie-talkie at the end was not Glenn. I don't completely believe him. Even if he isn't fibbing, that doesn't stop my hypothesis from being correct. Yes, so rocket launchers and a truck full of gas. Yep. That's a pretty good way to make a pretty big explosion. That's a that's a great A bang bang right there. Yes, absolutely. And you drive that up out into the street by that alley where Glenn's hiding in a dumpster or under a dumpster. Yep. And you blow that sucker up, those walkers are going to turn around and be like, ooh, look at that. We should go yeah. check that out. A truck blew up and is on fire. Yeah. Let's go, let's go see what's going on over there. <laughs> let's go walk right into it. But... <laughs> And then, uh, and then Glenn is free to go. So it's a good theory. It's a very good theory. But I think we should address this point about Norman Reedus saying that he said definitively in an interview that it is not Glenn's voice on the walkie-talkie. Okay, so it's somebody else's voice? Yeah, it's somebody else's voice. There's a few different theories out there, and... I don't remember if I included email from anybody with those theories, but if not, at the end, <laughs> like I said, I did awesome. a lot of time. Like I said, we'll uh, um, we'll maybe get into those a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, do we believe Norman Reedus that it's not Glenn? No. Well, I don't. I don't think I do either. Uh, I, I don't necessarily believe that it is Glenn, but if it is, what all I'm trying to say is that if it is, there's no reason to think that... Norman Reedus wouldn't deny it entirely. So. If it is, if it isn't Glenn and Norman Reedus is not lying, then <laughs> it's a technicality. There's something going on where I, I don't know. He he found a whoopee cushion cushion and got it to say help, and was squeezed it and into the radio. But I think it's Glenn asking for help. But you know, it may or may not actually be his voice. I don't know. Right. Well. 
We'll find out, I hope, unless they leave us hanging on this for 14 episodes, too. Yeah. Next up is Nicole in North Dakota regarding the help on the radio. Everyone keeps saying that the help spoken over the radio at the end of the episode was Glenn. (laughs) As much as I really hope that's true, I think it is actually the chick that stole Daryl's motorcycle in this episode. I think his radio was in the bag or with the motorcycle and she's now using it. He told her that she would be sorry and I think she's in trouble now. I know we can't have seen the last of those two because they have Daryl's crossbow. So surely we are going to see them again because uh, he has to get it back. So soon, though? Yeah, I mean, he just left, picked up Sasha and Abe. They've been on the... I mean, they couldn't have been gone for more than an hour, right? Yeah. And now suddenly she's like, "Uh, we're in trouble, help us. Oh, they're always in trouble, those those Hanson tribute band people. (laughs) Sure. And why would they think that uh, Daryl would have any reason to come and help them after after they stole his stuff? Because it's Daryl. And they helped the Daryl helped them after they kidnapped him and tied him up and bashed him on and about the head. So uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would believe that Daryl was always coming. He's my he would be the savior. That uh, no matter what I do, if I ask him for help, he'll come and help. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. But I don't just I don't think that Daryl. If Daryl does go back to encounter those people again it's not going to be to help them <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> or not <laughs> not in the way that they want to be helped so he's going to help them along into the afterlife something like that yeah he's going to at the very least help them by you know breaking their noses and pushing them down <laughs> well, yeah because that always helps <laughs> it always helps yeah so yeah. uh i don't know i mean that's one theory that it was them um, but I'm still thinking probably Glenn. Yeah. Even though it didn't sound like Glenn in any way, I think that's just them trying to be mysterious about it. Like why make it totally sound like Glenn's voice and then ruin the surprise later? You know, I don't know. Maybe Glenn is trapped under the, underneath the, uh, the dumpster and somebody else got a hold of the radio. Uh, somebody new mm-hmm. got a hold of the radio and, uh, Glenn was saying, turn it to channel blah, 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 and ask for help and they'll come. Yeah. And, and that was, that's probably what's happening. It's not Glenn's voice. But it's still Glenn. But it's still Glenn asking for help. Our next email has my favorite theory about who it is though. And this is one I hadn't thought of until we got this email. All right. So next we have Matt in Ireland. I have a theory about the voice that was heard on the walkie talkie. It's about, it's a bit out there, but hear me out. What if they're just building up to be Glenn? So it's kind of expected in some way, but I remember you guys saying that the cast member from fear was to come onto the show Tobias, possibly. Uh, I mean, if he had a walkie talkie on the same frequency, then there would be a possibility. So remember that there was supposed to be some sort of character from fear, the walking dead show up on the main show in season six. And Tobias seemed to be a bit of a loser, but also a bit of a survivor because he understood the walking or he understood the zombie apocalypse yep. to a degree more than anybody else on that show. And what if he, and then he, you know, she dropped him off at home. What if he hit the road and left and sudden somehow made him his way to Washington area. And now he has a walkie talkie and he just said, help. Could that have been Tobias's voice? Yeah, he's the one that's going to show up and help save Glenn. 
you never know. I mean, it totally could be. Uh, I can't think of anyone else who would be on on Fear the Walking Dead who would end up on on the main mother show. Like, it just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Victor Strain. What was his was his name? Strain or Strand? Uh, uh, Strand, I think. Strand. Yeah. I mean, maybe him, but it would have to be like. I don't know. We we know what he's doing. It would have to be way later down the in the future, sort of, from yeah. when fear took place. Um, but Tobi- it's Tobias. Tobias is a he's a loose cannon, or not a loose cannon. He's uh, uh, a loose edge. He's a loose. loose end. He's a loose end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. He was uh, he was on the show, and he's kind of off now. He's not going to show up on Fear the Walking Dead anymore. He's gone. He's done and dusted. So why not have him show up on this show? Because it's not going to interfere with any you know, plot direction that they decide to go in with uh, Fear of the Walking Dead because mm-hmm. he's already out. He's already out of the main plot. Yeah, he's, so, he's yeah, it's perfect. He's done with that. So um, I'm liking, I'm liking this idea that it's Tobias. Yeah, I'm liking it too. All right. Thanks, Matt, for that. Uh, next is Tiege in Wisconsin. I interpreted the scene with Abraham on the bridge differently than you did. I saw Abraham's interaction with the impaled zombie as a challenge, as taking a simple task and making it as complicated as possible. He's been getting more and more reckless, right? And he sees a walker with a grenade launcher. The easy route is to kill it before trying to get the weapon. That's too easy for Crazy Abe. He went out there unarmed on purpose. Oh, I see. So it was just, uh, it was a way to get an achievement. Yeah, challenge accepted kind of thing, but... yeah he didn't get the achievement because he went out there, screamed at the zombie a bit, and then didn't didn't get the rocket launcher. Right, so, so he decided to go to do this one in hardcore mode. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, I still think it was a terrible idea, and uh, he should have just gone with the easy route. Hardcore mode is always a terrible idea. Yeah, it just frustrates me more than anything. All right, next we have Shannon in Louisville. Suddenly Abraham thinks he has a a chance of living a a long life, so he's ditching Rosita and going for Sasha. Abraham is a bit of a dumbass and always has been, but I so much respect him. I I lost so much respect for him uh, and both him and Sasha in this scene. There was only one thing that would turn me off a guy faster than saying, a man can tell, as if he knows what I'm thinking better than I do, and that's hitting on me when he's still involved with another woman. Abraham was gross, and now, and how on earth did Sasha not call him on being such a creep? Rosita might not mean anything to Abraham, but he certainly he certainly means something to her. And while that shouldn't tie him to her forever, uh, she's been through a lot with them, uh, a lot with both of them. Uh, some shred of respect or consideration wouldn't have been out of place. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to go hit on someone else when you're still in a relationship with the first person. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It just yeah. makes you a bit of a dick. Yeah. And I've been that dick. <laughs> and it's not fun. No, you don't want to be a dick. Uh, you know, I guess the heart wants what it wants, but I don't know. I mean, I think maybe when uh, Sasha turned around and said, you've got some stuff to deal with first. Yeah. I think maybe she was talking about Rosita. Yeah. She's like, if you want to be with me, that's fine, but. You're going to have to deal with her first because I'm not getting in the middle of this. Get your shit together, Buster. Yeah, which is, I didn't really realize that when I was watching the episode. I just sort of thought she meant you're doing a little bit 
you're not doing so great right now and and uh you know you're you're uh, doing stupid things like hanging off a fence with a zombie so maybe smarten up and then we'll we'll see you know yeah yeah so i don't and know never assume what a woman is thinking because uh you're just a going to be wrong yeah yeah and for sure and b you're going to be in trouble yeah it's it's a bad idea well, we'll see where that goes, but she's right. Uh, Got to deal with Rosita first, and uh, hopefully she's not too upset. Yeah, possibly Rosita couldn't care. She's like, yeah, you were, you know, it was either you or uh, Eugene, so uh, that was fine for the road, but now there's other human beings around. You're gross. Go away. Yeah, and and she was hanging out with Spencer a little bit there. I mean, maybe that was just so she had a line this season, but... <laughs> yeah, but you still need to get your ducks in a row. You need to do uh-huh. uh, what needs to be done first before you uh, move on to hitting on other women. That's right. Yeah. All right, now we have uh, Faisal. Sure. Faisal on the internet. I apologize if I pronounced your, na- your name horribly. Wait a second. If these episodes are all in one day, then maybe the person who said, who said help at the end of this episode was Rick when he was surrounded in the RV. Okay, so another theory on who said help. So here's what I did to try and figure this one out. I went over to the Walking Dead wiki, where yep. they have a rather extensive timeline of everything that's happened on this TV show since the beginning. Right. And um, what they have done is... They've said that day zero is first day of the zombie outbreak, zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse outbreak. Yep. And then everything that's happened then is either like day zero plus a certain number of days or day zero minus a certain number of days. So the right. odd flashback scene we've had pre to, you know, pre-apocalypse are day zero minus 25 or whatever. Yeah. And so I went and I checked their timeline for everything that's been happening recently and the way they've got it laid out is that Rick, um, he was stuck in the RV the day before Daryl, Abe, and Sasha were driving back. So the night that passed, so when Daryl was knocked out, he uh, remember, uh, yeah. a night passed. We yeah. saw little shots of him coming to a night passed. And that was the same night that Rick was that passed in Alexandria when yeah. Deanna was attacked by that walker. So, and Rick was already back in Alexandria at that point. So he was back in town when they heard the word help. So it couldn't have been him. No. Well, it could be, it could be Rick, but it's not him in the RV. It's not him in the RV. Unless he went back to the RV. Got back in. <laughs> to get the strained carrots or whatever it was. <laughs> the applesauce. The applesauce. And then uh, got surrounded again and uh, needed help. Uh, yes, possibly, but not likely. Um, so if it is Rick, it's just him in some other kind of trouble. Yeah. Uh, or it's, you know, it's somebody we have never seen before, and it's a totally new character, and it's just going to be another way of introducing something new to the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that could be. Could be that too. All right. And here we are at our last email already. And look at that. It's like, 37 minutes or so john on the internet writes they need to do webisodes of all our favorite zombies it would be like the first webisodes for the zombie that rick uh first experienced he's talking about bicycle girl Uh one episode a piece and look at all the fun stories to be told 
Also, you guys missed the best pun for Robbie the zombie. Robbie looks at Abe and says, man, I got the worst hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, But I think, Jason, I think you should come up with the webisodes for all the zombies because you had a backstory for Robbie the zombie and a backstory for somebody else. Motorcycle zombie, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I forget what they are. I made them all up on the spot and then promptly <laughs> forgot them. So, uh. Well, you should probably write them down and then send them into AMC and say, hey, guys, I got some good ideas for webisodes. Yeah. Just wondering if you want to use them. Please make all checks payable to Jason. Yes, all the checks. <laughs> many, many checks. <laughs> all your checks, every check you can find, make them payable to me. Well, you know what, John? I don't think that's a terrible idea to do webisodes that give us, like, uh, zombie backstories not not zombie backstories but how those people died and became zombies yeah because we can't we uh, we can't have hero zombies necessarily but we can have uh we definitely don't want to have uh the focus on a single zombie and their uh their story through the undead life yeah i mean we sort of have hero zombies already but they're more like featured zombies right Featured zombies yeah like teabag and moss zombie and stuff like that yeah um uh, but yeah, but that's what they did with Bicycle Girl. They showed her Bicycle story Girl, at the beginning. The RV inspector, remember that guy? RV inspector. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Those are some good ones. So like, what were they doing before the apocalypse? How did they survive the first few days and then die and become zombies? Yeah. I'd watch those. I'd watch those. There's a contest in here somewhere. Short story contest? Short story contest for, for uh, uh, yeah, for zombie backstory. Zombie backstory, short story contest. I think it's not, not a bad idea. All right. We'll keep that in mind, take it under consideration, and then someday uh, maybe act on it. Yeah, we'll bring it to the committee and we'll discuss it. We have to, we well, have to go to the advisory board, the Talking yeah, Dead we'll, advisory we'll, yeah. board. Yeah, we'll, we'll, there's a steering committee that we have to meet with to, uh, to talk about possible you know, contests and such, and, <laughs> and we have to open up the forum for discussion and then... Uh, you know, then come back a couple of weeks later and do another rereading of the uh, uh, of the ideas. That's right. It's a whole process. It it is a whole process. Make amendments and uh, just yeah. get to the final decision. Yeah, but then we got to take it to the Senate for ratification, and it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a it's a whole thing. All right. Yeah. Well, so it you know with all that kind of red tape, I'm surprised yeah. if it'll ever happen. But you never know. You never know. Never know. I get through the first reading. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, there you go. That is it. So uh, a bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay because now it's, you know, really past our bedtime. Um, and, uh, but, but hey, I'm glad we got something done because I don't like to miss a show. Yeah, me neither. I'm glad we did this. All right. Well, uh, I am off to Winnipeg tomorrow, so I'll say hi to Winnipeg for everybody. Kirby. I hope it's not ridiculously cold there but it might be and uh, I will be back on the weekend so shouldn't be gonna or shouldn't be missing The Walking Dead on Sunday night and then our podcast on Monday and I'm hoping my life will be back to normal for a while then just with like a regular amount of work not like uh, an insane amount of work yeah just just for half an hour well you know maybe gonna get back to normal for a half hour maybe 45 minutes and then you're screwed again well I don't know I feel like we're we're getting into the 
the end of the year now, you know, December is always a little slower getting into the holidays. I feel like I just going to come back from this trip. Everything will be great and I'll coast right into the holidays and then have then have Christmas and some time off and then we can get back to it next next January. Yeah. You just said that out loud, by the way. Oh, damn it. Why didn't you stop me? <laughs> <laughs> I just let you go with it. Yeah. Well... What are you going to do? We'll see. Yeah. All right, folks, if uh, you want to get in touch with us, please do. You can find us on Twitter at Talking Dead or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Talking Dead. You can send all email correspondence to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at talkingdeadpodcast.com and click on send voicemail to send us an audio message. I have been meaning to test that thing and make sure it's working okay because we've got a couple of recordings with uh, bad quality lately, but like I said, haven't had time. So I'll do that soon. Um, If you can, it would be fantastic if you click through our Amazon links before you did all your Black Friday and holiday shopping. That's uh, amazon.talkingdeadpodcast.com for the U.S. store. And uh, that is fantastic. So I think that's our show, our short feedback show for this week. Uh, We'll be back on Monday when we're covering the penultimate episode before the mid-season finale. Right. And if if Angie in Birmingham is to be believed, it's going to be fucking epic. Epic. (laughs) And I hope that's true. Mm -hmm. All right. Until then, everyone, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Ciao.